Hello, and welcome to another episode of Nostalgic Mystery Radio. I'm your host, Stevie Kay, and it's my honor to bring you the radio shows of yesteryear. For this episode, I bring you Agatha Christie's Ordeal by Innocence, where a man is found guilty of murdering his mother and dies of pneumonia in prison. Two years later, Dr. Arthur Calgary comes forward and can confirm Jekyll Argyle's alibi. This will be a three-part series, so sit back and relax, and I hope you enjoy this Nostalgic Mystery Radio. Thank you for listening. I thought I was out of luck. Where are you headed? Uh, Drymouth. You're in luck. <laughs> Up here. <laughs> well, it was fine when I set out from Sunny Point, and then the heavens opened. Perhaps it's always fine at Sunny Point. Is it a hotel? Uh, a house. Our home. It used to be called Vipers Point. My mother changed the name. I can't say I blame her. She likes to look on the bright side of things. <laughs> Whereabouts in Drymouth are you going? Uh, picture drone in the square. Uh, you can drop me anywhere. Well, where are you heading? Ferryport. Oh, day tripper, eh? Something like that. <laughs> oh, uh, anywhere here will be fine. I can walk the rest of the way. Looks like it's clearing up. Your mother will be pleased. Yes, I suppose she will. <laughs> Thanks for the Ordeal by Innocence, by Agatha Christie. Episode One. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember your name? Calgary. Dr. Arthur Calgary. Why? Why wouldn't I remember? You've been under a long time. Under? How long? A little over a year. A year? You've been extremely lucky to come back to us at all. But there can be lasting damage. Do you remember who you are, what you do? I'm... I'm 38, uh, a geophysicist. I've just come back from uh, from an expedition to the Antarctic. No, uh, uh, not just. A little over a year ago. What's the last thing you can recall? Um, I've been away for six months. I... I arrived back from the airport. Um, I was almost home, I think, crossing the road, and then... I, I, I don't know what happened then. Hmm. A truck lost control. Uh, ran you down in the middle of the road. I wouldn't expect you to recall any of that. Your memory seems to be unscathed. What about the rest of me? Can I walk? My legs... Uh, your they... legs were broken, but they've had plenty of time to heal. Now it's... Just a matter of getting you back on your feet. Dr. Calgary? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, please, keep on with your exercises. If you can talk at the same time. Are you here to assess me for discharge? No, sorry, my name's Marshall. I'm a lawyer. For the truck driver? Uh, this has nothing to do with your accidents, Dr. Calgary. Not directly, at least. I'm the lawyer for the Argyle family. Or Jacko Argyle. Sorry. 
They tell me my memory's completely returned, but I, I can't place that name. Unfortunately, Jacko didn't tell you his name. And you didn't tell him yours. That's why it's taken me so long. But when I read the piece your doctor wrote on your remarkable recovery, I realized I'd found you. The man in the blue car. I don't have a car. Before your expedition to the Antarctic, you drove a car to Drymouth? Oh, my godfather's car. Yes, I borrowed it when I visited the island. I gave it back to him before catching the ferry to the mainland. He, uh, he passed away while I was gone. That night, before you caught the ferry, do you remember giving anyone a lift? Um, yes, a young man caught in a rainstorm. Was that Jacko? Uh, do you remember what time you picked him up? I know this is asking a great deal. 20 to I... 7. There's a clock on the dashboard. And I'm a scientist. Numbers stick in my mind. <laughs> Why? Is Jacko in some kind of trouble? He was convicted of murder. You were his alibi. His mother was killed between 6.30 and 7 o'clock. Your timing proves he must have left the house while she was still alive. Are you all right? Please tell me they haven't hanged him yet. Jacko caught pneumonia and died in prison. His dying wish was that I should find you, clear his name. Oh boy. You mean he died with everyone thinking he killed his own mother? It wasn't quite that simple. Jacko had form. There was good reason to think he was lying about his alibi. But he was with me. But there must be some way for me to make it up to his family. You are in no way to blame, Dr. Calgary. I'll write to his family. See how they wish to proceed. It was Sunny Point, wasn't it? The name of their home on the island. Your memory is perfect. But I would advise you not to get involved. You should get on with your life and let them get on with theirs. Lean forwards a little, Philip. Let me untuck you. Clean shirt for dinner, I think. Do we have to go? It's only down the corridor. Tell them I need to rest. Why? What's the matter? Nothing's the matter, Mary. I might have lost the use of my legs, but I'm quite strong and well. I just don't want to go to dinner with your family. Well, you can leave it all to me, darling. I'll wheel you there, and all you have to do is eat, drink, and look happy. <sighs> Another scintillating night at Sunny Point. Tonight is special, Philip. We have to make an effort. I haven't asked you to do a family event in ages. Maybe if we weren't staying here, then it would be special. Mickey's coming, Tina, and Hester's back. We haven't all been together since... Since Jacko's funeral. And you wonder why I'm not looking forward to it. It'll be good to see everyone. I'm excited. Very well. I'll play along then. But only if you agree we can go back home tomorrow. If Father says what I think he's going to say tonight, I'll know it's safe to leave him here on his own. Leo's never on his own. He's always with Gwenda. Exactly. And tonight, we'll see if she's going to stay. Now, let me comb your hair. It's gone all messed up. Leo, your tie's all crooked. I wonder how that could have happened. <laughs> your secretary's not looking after you, clearly. I'm going to have her sacked <laughs> and reinstated as my wife. What is it, Gwenda? You're not having second thoughts. I'm just worried about the children. If it's too soon to tell them. Lots of men remarry within the year. We've waited for two. It's perfectly respectable. Don't you think it's different, given the way Rachel died? 
What if the children think you're still grieving, that I'm taking advantage? Is that what you think? That I still love Rachel? No. I know how you felt about her. And you know how I feel about you. What if they think something was going on between us before? Why ever would they think that? Please, stop worrying about the past. Tonight is about the future. Our future. Tina! Tina, wait! Hurry up then, Slowcoach. I didn't know you'd be walking from Drymouth. You should have said. During one of our many chats. We can chat whenever you like. I just assumed you're busy with your job. I'm only a librarian, Mickey. That's why we don't chat. I assume you want to talk about books, clever things. I'd have thought you'd got to lift up here with one of your motorcycling friends. They're not my friends. I just help them fix their bikes. I couldn't understand engines if I tried. You're a lot cleverer than you think, Mickey. I don't know. It's... I do. I, I thought I could hitch a lift from a car, but no one's been passed. The road's been dead all the way. It would have been about here, wouldn't it? Where Jacko... I suppose so. If he hadn't been lying. Yes, that's what I meant. If he hadn't been lying. Now, come on, then. Let's get a move on. Or Kirsten will have our guts for garters. Anything I can help you with, Kirsten? You can keep a look at my brother and sister. They're late. Mickey and Tina. Always the same with those two. Thick as these. You still see us like we're children, Kirsten. I don't think Mickey and Tina even see each other now. Always the same when they get together. I dread to think what you say about me. Nonsense. You love to think of it, Hester. It's the actress in you. You love to read your reviews, even the bad ones. All the better for tantrums and tears. I'm not an actress. Not anymore. You're still a baby. Not even 20. There's plenty of time for you to grow up. Oh, I might be more grown up than you think, Kirsten. What is that supposed to mean? It's a secret. I might tell you all later. Or I might not. A little baby. Just as I said. Now, run along and find the others or the dinner will be ruined. First of all... Watch out, Father's going to make speech. <laughs> Mickey, go on, Father. Thank you, Mary. First of all, let me thank you for coming home. It's been too long since we've all been here together, enjoying ourselves. Your mother would never have wanted us to spend the rest of our lives in mourning. She would want us to be happy. Are you sure about that, Father? Even your secretary? <laughs> Stop encouraging him. Tina. <laughs> Sorry, Mary. And Gwenda, we didn't mean it. I'm not just his secretary. Not anymore. Not for a long time. Philip, darling, we're listening to Father. Your mother would want us to be happy. And we are, I think. I know that I am. That's why I wanted you all here tonight because I, well, Gwenda and I, we've got something to tell you. I'm getting married. Oh, Hester. Oh, always oh. has to steal the line. <laughs> well, congratulations, Hester. 
Who's the victim? Uh, Donald Craig, of course. Yeah. Well, he hasn't actually asked me yet, but he's asked me to go for a picnic on the beach tomorrow. He couldn't help blushing when he asked me to come back here afterwards so he could speak to you, Father. Well, if you think he'll make you happy, Esther, then of course I'll give my consent. No one could make Esther happy. She enjoys tragedy far too much. <laughs> exactly. what, what did you want to tell us, Father? Imagine me, a doctor's wife. <laughs> so when do you think you'd have the wedding? It was nothing, Mary, really. Another time, Leo. Gwenda, are you angry? Let Hester have her moment. She's been so unhappy for so long. Now look at her. You're a wonderful woman. I'm so lucky. I'll get it. Oh, no, no, let me. It's probably Donald come to surprise me. <laughs> oh, uh, hello. Hello. I, I'm looking for the Argyle family. I'm Hester Argyle. How can I help you? Well, I'm hoping I can help you. Uh, my name is Arthur Calgary, Dr. Arthur Calgary. Is your father here? We're all here. Why? What is this about? May I come in? This is yes. the mysterious Dr. Calgary. He's come to Sunny Point to help us. Sorry, I'm interrupting your dinner. No, no, we were just... Uh, I'm Leo Argyle. Shall we go through to my study? Uh, he wants to see all of us. If you don't mind. Well, we're all here. These are my children, Mickey, Tina, yeah. Mary and her husband, Philip. Hester, you've met. And Kirsten Lindstrom is our housekeeper, one of the family. And this is Gwenda. Gwenda Vaughan, my, my secretary. What's this all about, Dr. Calgary? It's about Jacko. What about Jacko? Uh, this, is, this is more difficult than I was expecting. If it helps, nothing you have to tell us is likely to surprise. Whatever he did to you, we can only apologise. But you see, we don't believe he was ever really responsible for his actions. He was always the same, even as a little boy. One of nature's misfits, I'm afraid. If we can recompense you in any way... Oh, there is no question of Jacko having done anything to me. Uh, if I can explain... I think I... you better have. I'm a geophysicist. I was away on a long expedition, and when I got back, I had an accident. I've been out of touch with the world, with uh, current events. With murder trials, you mean? Yes, Miss Vaughan, that is exactly what I mean. I don't understand. Am I being dense, Mickey? Hey, come on, Calgary, what are you saying? Uh, please, forgive me, this is painful for me. What I did to your brother, I mean, to all of you. On November the 9th, the year before last, at about six o'clock, Jacko met with his mother, your mother, Mrs. Argyle. He wanted money. She'd given in to him before, but this time she refused. We know all this. Why are you telling us? Who is he? I thought he said he was a scientist. But I know this seems strange, but I, I need to set out what you think you know, if you'll just bear with me. Later that evening, your mother was killed. <coughs> A sum of money went missing, and when the police picked Jacko up, the money was found on him. Mm. He was charged and convicted of willful murder. But Jacko denied all the charges right up to the end. He insisted he had an alibi. Someone picked him up hitchhiking. The police said it was the kind of lie Jacko would come up with. Impossible to prove, but hopefully enough to cast doubt among the jury. And when that didn't work out, he played the mentally unstable card. He was mentally unstable, Mary. All murderers are mentally unstable to some extent. Jocko knew what he was doing. No, Kirsten. Even my wife would have been the first to forgive the boy for what he did. He didn't seem to be able to help it. So you all took this on board, as did the jury, and none of you, it seems, had any doubts of his guilt? Why would we? 
He was guilty. Not really guilty. I don't like that word. Jacko Argyle was innocent. You mean that you agree with me? You don't feel he was responsible for his actions? No, I mean he didn't do it. He couldn't have done it. Jacko was innocent. And if it wasn't for the most terrible set of circumstances, I could have proved it. I am his alibi. Oh, my goodness. I was the man in the car. I picked him up at 20 to 7 on the road to Drymouth. I thought him a rather likeable young man. Jacko certainly had charm. That's how criminals get away with the terrible things they do. But he didn't do it. This is what I'm telling you. And he didn't get away with anything. He was condemned and died unjustly, and that is my fault. I had to come and tell you that your son, your brother, Jacko, whatever his shortcomings, was not a murderer. I've spoken to Mr. Marshall. The case will be referred to the Home Secretary, and in time, Jacko will receive a full pardon. I, I understand your feelings towards me can never be kindly. Mr. Marshall and the police, they tell me that I'm blameless, but, but I know all of you must blame me. Look, I know this is a shock, but please, for pity's sake, somebody say something. Did they believe you? What? Mr. Marshall, the police... Do they believe your story? You could be making it all up. I, I have no axe to grind. They have investigated, they've corroborated. Of course they believe me. Why, don't you? I see. Well, there's nothing more to say, except how sorry I am, and to ask when you're ready for your forgiveness. It must mean something to know that he didn't do this awful thing, to know that his name, your name, will be cleared in the eyes of the world. <laughs> Hester! You'd better go now, Dr Calgary. Kirsten will show you out. Hmm. I don't know what reaction I expected. Gratitude, relief, anger even, but not... God, what was that? It is better always to leave well alone. You can't possibly think that in this circumstance. You cannot bring Jaco back to life. Why bring it all back to their minds? Now they will suffer. His memory must be cleared. I have brought them up, all of the children, and I love them, every one. But Jaco, he was no good. I loved him, but he was no good. Hester, go back inside. Why did you come here, Dr Calgary? Why did you have to come? Don't you want your brother to have justice? Jacko's dead. It's not him who matters now, it's us. Don't you see what you've done to us? It's not the guilty who matter, it's the innocent. <laughs> come here, Hester. <laughs> You should go, Dr. Calgary. Are you all right, Hester? Go. Get out of here. And do not ever come back. After all this time, the missing witness. Jacko's luck was out that night. And everyone else's luck is out tonight. Why? Hester, has he gone? Yes, he's, he's gone. Hester, a little brandy. That's not going to help. It'll help me. Pass it here. <laughs> thought we would be pleased. I suppose it was brave of Dr Calgary in a way, but I wish he hadn't come. We all think that. Do you think so, Kirsten? I can envisage certain possibilities that Dr Calgary does not seem to have thought about. What possibilities? Oh, come on, Tina. Now you are being slow. Maybe she's just pure. It hasn't crossed her mind. How am I going to tell Donald? Let's not tell anyone. Not just yet. Don't be naive, Father. Dr Calgary's told the police. It'll be in the papers before the week's out. Oh. I need to talk to Mr Marshall to get him to advise me. I, I'm sure he'll know what to do, Leo. Sure. I don't think there's much that can be done. 
Not unless one of us wants to own up right now. Get the matter over with. What? I'm sorry, but I don't... The possibilities, Tina. If Jacko didn't do it, then someone here in this room did. Come on, you lot. What's the betting? Which one of us is the real killer? Philip's tired. No, I'm not. No, we should all get some rest. I'll get hold of Mr. Marshall. Thank you, Gwenda. Hopefully they didn't think so. I'll have some of that brandy now. Me too, please, Mickey. Have the lot. But it won't make all this go away. Mickey? Where are you going? Hey! Calvary, wait! I just want to talk. I did wonder. Didn't bring your car this time. It wasn't mine. Did you want to talk about Jacko? No, about you. See what kind of a chap you are. Not the kind who makes things up. It all comes down to a matter of minutes, before or after seven when you picked him up, just around here. Uh, your watch could have been wrong. I've been through this with the police. It all adds up. Right, but... I'm not one of these professors you get in stories. Odd socks all over the place. In my line, you have to be precise in your calculations. No room for error. Jacko could have led you up the garden path somehow. It was full of tricks. I don't understand. Why are you so anxious to prove me wrong? I thought it might be hard to convince the authorities that Jacko was innocent. I didn't expect it to be so hard to convince his own family. We don't want to be convinced. We don't want to believe you. Your brother was innocent. He wasn't my brother. She wasn't my mother. We were adopted. All of us, me, Mary, Tina, Hester and Jacko. We were evacuees from all over the place. Rachel Argyle collected us during the war, made herself a nice little mixed up family. But you picked the wrong kid with Jacko. I had no idea. So don't try and pull the your brother thing with me. Jacko was a louse. But not a murderer. Surely that's something. You still haven't thought things through, have you? If Jacko wasn't a murderer, then who did kill our darling adopted mother? Have a think about that now. And then you'll start to see what you're doing to us all. Pajamas, red or blue? I'm not going to bed yet. How can you be so calm about it, Mary? Oh, I feel like I've imagined the whole thing. It's an unsolved crime. They'll have to reinvestigate. But after all this time, and after the mess they made over Jacko, surely they won't want to rake it all up. They don't have any choice. Duty is duty. I'm sure you're wrong, Philip. There will just be a bit of talk, and then it'll all die down. And then our lives will go on happily ever afterwards at Sunny Point, with a murderer in our midst. Are you cramped? Do you want another cushion? I want to go home. It's much better for you here than in our little flat. Don't you think that it makes sense to get away from your family before they get the urge to kill again? Whichever one of them it is. Don't be like that. Please, Philip. We need to present a united front. You're as bad as Hester. Your capacity for pretense. Imagine how it would look if we left now. Like we were running for our lives. Like we had something to hide. Now, get your eyes. Red tonight, I think. Thank you. Oh, Tina. How am I supposed to tell Donald? Tell him tomorrow, at your picnic. Before or after he proposes? Afterwards, when he can't change his mind. <laughs> I'm joking, Hester. It's not a joke. It's my life. He's not going to marry me if he thinks I might be a murderer. You aren't, though. Are you? <laughs> No, really, Hester. If Donald loves you, he'll know. How will he? How will any of us ever know the truth? One of us knows. At least one of us. Gwenda, 
Thank you for staying strong in there, darling. Gwenda Vaughan, you mean? Your secretary? Sorry. I wasn't thinking. I should probably get used to it now. They'll be looking for people who had a motive. If we announce our engagement, they won't have far to look. They can look, but they won't find anything. What did Mr Marshall say? He said sorry, mainly. He tracked Calgary down. It was Jacko's last request. So this is all Jacko's fault? We can't blame him now. Not anymore. What did Mr Marshall advise? That we cooperate with the police. Tell the truth. We did that before. Someone didn't. Not necessarily. Gwenda, what are you thinking? Only that everything pointed so obviously to Jacko. The arrest was made so swiftly that no one seriously considered the alternatives. They're unbearable to consider. That one of us... No. Leo, not one of us. An outsider. Kirsten! Kirsten is one of us. I mean, a real outsider. If you think about it, the spur of the moment violence and the missing money. The money was found on Jacko. Some money was. Maybe not Rachel's. Who knows? There could have been a break-in, a burglar. Yes. Yes, I suppose there could have been. Mr Argyle, Superintendent Hewish is here. Uh, bring him in, Kirsten. And Gwenda... Will you speak to everyone else? About the burglar? What burglar? Gwenda will explain everything. Quickly. Sorry to have to put you through all this again, sir, but with the new evidence that's come to light... My family and I will do everything we can to help you, Superintendent Hewish. Thank you, Mr Argyle. So, if you can recall your movements on the night of your wife's death... I was in my study, working with my secretary. I was in the study working with Mr. Argyle. I was looking after Philip, my husband, in our room. He's an invalid. Mary was fussing over me in our room, as usual. I was on my own in the library, reading a book. I went out for a walk around the grounds, by myself. I was in my room, rehearsing my lines. I didn't hear a thing till Kirsten screamed. I had heard Rachel rowing with Jocko. I took her up a drink to calm her nerves. That is when I found her. I still believe it was Jocko. Even in the light of the alibi from Dr. Calgary? I've been thinking about that a lot, Superintendent, and what I've been... I can't help thinking. Anyone could have walked in. Anyone could have walked in. Someone who'd been watching the house knew there'd be money. The violence suggests a spur-of-the-moment crime. Mother must have surprised him. He must have grabbed the poker and... Poor Mother. So you believe it was a burglar too, Miss Argyle? I don't see who else it would possibly have been. Do you think there's any chance you'll catch them now, Superintendent? Not very likely, Miss Vaughan, not after all this time. You will let us know, won't you, if there's anything we can do to help? Uh, Arthur Calgary. I called from the mainland yesterday. A single room. Good evening, Mr Calgary. It's room 14, just up the stairs. Will you be staying long to see the island? Uh, no, I'm afraid something has uh, come up. I'll be on my way first thing tomorrow. Well, I hope you have a good night's rest here, sir. Thank you. So do I. <sighs> Thanks for stopping. I thought I was out of luck. Where are you heading? Where do you think? <sighs> Whereabouts in Drymouth are you going? I can't go to Drymouth. I can't go anywhere, can I? Jacko, I, I was just trying to help. You should have tried a bit harder, Doc. It wasn't my fault. But it wasn't mine. 
I didn't do anything. Now look at me. Look at me, Calvary. Look what you did. No! No, please stop it. You'll kill us. You killed me. I didn't do anything. I didn't, You'll have I didn't to do, do anything. Something now. Find out who did it, or I'll never let you rest. Never! <laughs> In Ordeal by Innocence by Agatha Christie, Arthur Calgary was played by Mark Umbers, Gwenda by Jacqueline Deferreri, Kirsten by Wanda Opolinska, and Hester by Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Jacko was played by Arthur Hughes, Leo by Sean Murray, Mickey by Joel McCormack, and Tina by Karis Ellery. Philip was played by John Norton, Mary Prianga Burford, Marshall, David Seddon, Hewish, Michael Burtonshaw, The Doctor by Harry Jardine, and The Hotel Receptionist by Georgie Fuller. Ordeal by Innocence was dramatized by Joy Wilkinson, and the director was Mary Pete. Mystery Radio presentation. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please feel free to like and rate this podcast on your favorite app. Also, there's a Nostalgic Mystery Radio YouTube page for your perusal to subscribe to. You can contact me by emailing me at nostalgicmysteryradio at gmail.com. I hope you have a blessed day or evening. And again, thank you for listening.